Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to MuggleCast Live. We're entering our third hour here on MuggleCast. And let's see, it's 2.05 p.m. here on the East Coast. A beautiful sunny day in Medford, New Jersey. Uh, Jamie, how you doing? Uh, I'm very, very good. The kettle's just boiling. I'm going to make a lovely cup of tea and sit back and get back to what I enjoy the most, podcast. It- isn't that adorable? Uh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, you know, we're trying to get, well, sort of, not really. We're trying to get uh, a couple uh, MuggleNet staff members involved here in the, today's show program Uh-oh, I thing. Oh, I know And uh, someone me here. Hey, Matthew Britton, uh, MuggleCast transcriber. And Matthew, Matthew. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're we're good. Um, you had a big birthday party last night. Kind of upset yes. I wasn't there. Uh, yeah. How'd that go? It was a lot of fun. Um, a, a lot of. Well, let's see. Let's see who came. Um, oh, Mikey was there. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I forgot Mikey went. Yeah, Mikey was here. So was Alex Carpenter and a whole bunch of our Harry Potter peeps. Matt, you are uh, such a celebrity. You had Alex Carpenter at your birthday party. I'm so jealous. Yeah, it's L.A., dude. <laughs> no, but at your birthday party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Matt, I asked him to come to mine, and he moaned about something called the ocean. I was like, come on, Alex. Come yeah. on, come on. You're in you can't really there. drive across the ocean as, as fast. No, but you can swim, and that is a lack of dedication from him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if he can row tour across country, he can swim the ocean, I think. Yeah. Just... Oh, poor. Very poor. Uh, and then... Uh, Brand new Go Daddy Girl Lauren was also there. Oh right. yeah, Go Daddy Girl was here. She just left though. Oh. Yeah. And I hear Go Daddy Guy was invited, but I uh, turned it down. Yes, our Go the Go Daddy Guy did not come because apparently Arizona and California is still kind of a long drive. What, if like, I was in Arizona, I would have went. Well, it's no, not that if, far. If you lived in Arizona, I would have actually driven and dragged you back. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Um, cool. Well. Uh, I hear you, you guys are on. Well, by I hear, I mean you told me you guys are running off to another party tonight. So that's what the MuggleCast transcribers do. <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you're wondering where the, where the transcripts are. Hey, I didn't mean for that to play. Yeah, they party. It's all work for the hosts. What else is on what? your mind, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Laura, I did not just hear that from you. <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness, the transcribers do put a lot of work into uh, the MuggleCast yes, transcripts. They yeah, they do. Um,. I Although I got an IM from Sam earlier saying uh, you've been a little slow on the upkeep. Any comment on that? Um, I I kind of <laughs> have a life, Andrew. And oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly understandable. I'm not saying that the other transcribers don't have lives because I oh, – God, they're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, you're the only guy, or are you not? Yeah, I have been – well, the, technically the only guy. <laughs> no, I mean, Mike is still doing it, isn't he? Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Micah, you're still doing it, right? Technically, Matt. He's not here. I'm, no, I'm, not, not, here. I'm not that stupid. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> he doesn't actually transcribe, or no, am I the only one who knew that? It. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew I've, I've had a new idea for, for transcribing. Do you know those programs that uh, you sort of speak into them, and then it writes it down? What you should do is hook those up to a microphone that then that then plays MuggleCast over, and then the program can just write down what everyone's saying. Would that work? Um, no, probably not. It'd probably be flawed. Uh, I think we should try yeah. it. It doesn't really work. It's good. I tried it. Really? And did yeah. you really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. What a cop-out. That's, well, that's a great idea. Oh, it shows initiative and drive. I love it's it. Okay. Matt wins points for being clever. Yeah. So, so your birthday was the other day. Happy birthday, by the way. 
Oh, thank you. And, uh, uh, yeah. Big 26. You're not old. You were complaining to me about how you were old. Uh, no, well, I, I disagree, man. You're old. I'm older than a lot of you guys. That's, yeah. that's sad. Yeah, we're a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. We love you. Shut up, Andrew. We're young and hip. <laughs> <laughs> Although, yeah, so. And uh, Go Daddy Girl and I called you the other day, and that was fun. For yeah, a birthday that was, song. That we, was so nice. We sang like, yeah. like dumb people. Yeah, you guys, and you sang pretty loud, too. My roommate could hear it across the room. He was like, who is singing to you? Okay, well, it was supposed to be joyous, so we had to sing loud and proud. <laughs> you guys were laughing. I could barely hear what you guys were saying for the first three minutes. Yeah. Ooh, it's coming out now, Laura. This okay, well, you know what? Whatever. Okay? So, okay. yeah, and you're welcome for coming on the, oh. the, my show, okay? Your show? <laughs> my oh, show. It's, it's your show now. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's my show. God, Laura, it's his ticket to the... To yeah, really. It's his you, show. Know what, you know what? I quit. I quit. I, I've had enough of this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, um. let's get back to my show here. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, Matt, I announced to everyone that uh, uh, I secured tickets to Kelly Clarkson, and you happen to be one Are of the people serious? going. Oh. You knew that, didn't you? Are you serious? Am I actually going to Kelly Clarkson? Let me look at my chat here. Yeah, yeah, you're actually going to Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> what's the problem? Wait, 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 what's the problem here? I don't think that was a problem. No, I think it was a, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I accidentally muted myself. You didn't hear me scream out. Yay! <laughs> uh, okay, this is kind of weird now. I wasn't aware you weren't a fan of Kelly Clarkson. But anyway, hey, is there anything Harry yes, Potter you want to talk about? Huh? Uh, what? What? Yes, you <laughs> Friggin' did. <laughs> so, Matt, um, anything Harry Potter you want to talk about? Cause... Um, well, let's see. I'm in a house full of Harry Potter stuff. Let me look. Oh, whose house are you? Oh, oh you're at Tasha's? Tasha Carter, yeah. I, I, I was just going to say, why hasn't she yelled into your microphone yet? <laughs> Tell yeah, Tasha well, I said hi. Oh, we said hi. Yeah. Alex was about to yell, but he... Oh, wait a second. Alex is here? Alex is yeah, still there? He's, he's, oh, he's, he's asleep. I don't want to wake him up. I was gonna Who cares? I was going to say, heck with you on the microphone. I don't want to talk to Alex. He's oh, a real he's star. My, okay, it's my computer. <laughs> I do whatever. It's your show, but I can disconnect at any time. So, dude, Actually, I um, Brittany from Connecticut says that it's my show. What? If you'll oh, you mean me Laura's show? Yes, Laura. I think Brittany it's Shay. your what show. What is she done for the wait, day? Wait, isn't she your, your roommate? No. Uh, Brittany from Connecticut? No. I don't know. One of the small states in the East Coast. I think uh, what everyone's forgetting is that all I have to do is hit the power button on my computer and the whole show's gone. So so whose show is it now, huh? Whose show? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, Matt, let, let Alex know we want to talk to him later on. Okay. No, well, um, you guys just call me and tell me when you want him on. So Are I'll, you hanging I'll, I'll... out with him today? Yeah, we're all going to another birthday party tonight. Oh, I thought – Okay. Dude, Alex goes wherever I go. Come on. <laughs> I have a feeling that's not so true. But and then yeah, where's yeah. Mikey? Um, he left last night because he had work. Oh, he left uh, last night. Yeah. Uh, well, this morning actually. I think it was like three a.m. No, oh, it, it was really funny. Um, your voicemail that you left me last night. I I'm pretty sure it was him. You were talking to me, and then he yells in the back background. He's like, "Is that Andrew?" It's just like so funny. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. We made. Uh, we we're gonna make like a, a birthday video for. Well, my birthday, but we made a video for everybody, and I guess it didn't work. So that was sad. What do you mean? What for a blickle or? Yeah, or something. Oh. Oh, well, hi, Alex. 
You want to say hi? Is Alex? Yeah, put Alex on. And then we'll uh, get on with the show here. Good audio they have over there. Alex! Hey, morning. Hey, What's going on, man? Hey. You just woke up. Sorry. I just, yeah, they just woke me up to come talk to you guys. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we're actually doing a live 12-hour podcast here. And, I uh, heard... I heard you guys are are mounting the marathon, the ma- the marathon podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're not messing around. This is uh, this is all live and it's gonna we be sweet. Twelve, we had twelve hours every week, Alex. So it's gonna be twenty four next week. <laughs> we were uh, we were hanging out last night. I was, I was talking to Mikey about things you guys should do. Yeah, what were your podcast. ideas? I'm not gonna say them now because you have a oh. lot of time to fill. Oh, fair I'll, point. I'll I'll get back on and and, Ooh, yeah. and give you ideas over the course of the time. Like, hey. You guys should do this. Yeah. And then you'll have to, you'll have to do it right then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I think Mikey's supposed to be on later tonight, and then he told me he was going to try to get all you wizard rockers on. But, uh... uh so, somebody just handed me a, a Red Bull. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, Tasha. Tasha Carter. Hey, um, we were <laughs> actually talking about the tour and how much uh, fun it was earlier. I miss you, Alex. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, man. Dude, I miss you, too. Honestly, I, I, was, I was... I was saying, again, to Mikey, uh, that every fourth thing that that the guys in my band say to me is like, we miss the guys from MuggleCast. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Oh, it, was, darn. it was the best. It, it was, was the best part of the summer, man. It was awesome. Definitely. And rough for doing it again. I, like, I'm going to cry, too. Let's, um, oh. East Coast tour. Let's announce it right yeah, now. Uh, tell us now. I want to go on a tour. <laughs> you should have come. Other than Ben Shane crashing cars and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ben Shane did not crash any cars. <laughs> we just tried, we just tried to have fun one day. Yeah, and that's what we, we left a mark on the car. That's all. Small mark. Um, By small, you mean massive? It wasn't that big. Well, you guys know what happened with with our car, right? No, what happened? Hear about that? Okay. Well, again, so I guess. Well, I should say for people who who don't know, um, my friend Brandon uh, basically coaxed Ben into crashing into a cone, and it, it left a serious mark on the car. Um, <laughs> and on on their the Muggle Cast rental car. And uh, later, the last day of tour, we were driving back from Arizona to California, and there are these gorgeous sand dunes, like Tatooine, crazy <laughs> sand dunes. I and Brandon thought, going, Alex. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Brandon thought it'd be cool to drive into the dunes. Now, I maintain I said this was a bad idea. Uh, maybe I didn't say it loud enough, but uh, so he drove off of the road into the sand dune. And we're in a 15-passenger van loaded down with gear, and we just sink immediately. Oh, my God. Into the oh my God. And so we're, like, 20 feet from the concrete and uh, just stuck in the sand, running late, as usual, for our show. And uh, uh, it was pretty gnarly. It was, it was a good time. We had to push it. Uh, how how deep of, did the car sink? Was it, like, really, or kind of, was it just... No, no, no. It was, like, the, the tires were probably all, like, a foot and a half deep. Oh, okay. We had to keep... Quite a, dig- quite a bit, though. Yeah, well, it's, it's a big van, too. But, um... We had to keep digging the tires out and pushing the car like that <laughs> foot forward. Wow. Yeah, it was just good times. That sucks. <laughs> That's all, did you take pictures really or anything? Uh, yeah, um, Matt from the Whomping Willows filmed the whole thing. Oh, awesome. We got to see it that. Really, yeah, it was great. He didn't help at all. It was really. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Matt's a great guy, too. So, do you guys. Uh, are, are you on break for a while now? Uh, in in yeah, terms yeah, of touring? We're, we're just relaxing a little bit. I was actually recording um, some new stuff with Toby yesterday. Oh, awesome. The um, drummer, my drummer, and um, yeah, I mean, we're still working on stuff. There's a lot, there's a lot going on, but not in terms of touring. Okay. Alex, have, there's a big Alex, uh, we have some live feedback for you. Oh. We want, we have an email from Sarah from New York who says in capital letters, Alex, would you please have werewolf babies with me? 
What? As long as they're color changing. <laughs> my stipulation. <laughs> so, so you're working on some new songs, and guys, I really think that all your all your shows should be live. I think that's really cool. Yeah, live feedback on MuggleCast. Yeah, it's it's going well. We can take calls too and stuff, and uh, we just need to all be in one place, and we can do a serious radio show. Right now, it's just hack. It's a big hack over Skype, but um, yeah. Uh, it is kind of funny that, that this whole thing is just, like, moving towards what's normal radio already. Yeah. But, like, it's just so cool for us right now, but people do this all the time. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, next I summer. I, Sorry. Do, miss you, too. Um, uh, there's rumors. I can't confirm anything, but there's rumors that uh, going to well, be... Well, it's, it's just us talking right now. Nobody is Well, that's true. There isn't... Um, <laughs> There isn't 767 people listening right now, but we uh, may be uh, seeing you in, say, New Year's for, uh, how do I say, Vegas? (laughs) Right? Tell me you're going to be there. Oh, I didn't hear what you said. Uh, Vegas. Las Vegas. You mean in, like, a month or two months? No, no, no. It wouldn't be until New Year's. Vegas. New Year's. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Right, but you're talking about this year, not yeah. next year. Oh, oh no, yeah, yeah cool. this, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. <sighs> so I guess I won't see it till then. It's kind of a bummer, but it is whatever. Whatever. So, uh, hey, thanks for coming on, and we'll definitely talk to you later on with Mikey or something. Yeah, well, I'm gonna think of some uh, some trouble for you guys to get into. Okay, in cool. And uh, we got a couple songs queued up uh, for our breaks. We take we take breaks here on the show, and uh, <laughs> can play a couple of your songs in between. Are you laughing? No. Oh, what? What? You expect to say? Uh, sorry, I haven't I, seen I any. You guys are a little harder core than you are. I, I excuse me. I haven't seen any twelve-hour concerts out of you guys yet. <laughs> What's next? Is it a challenge? <laughs> yeah, it's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, have an awesome, awesome time with your marathon. Uh, all right, thanks for hey, calling in. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Um, is he switching back over to Matt? I... Matt, are you coming back on? Okay, we'll hang up for now. All right. Well, that, that was good. That was good. Um, Fun. Alex and uh. Toby, Brandon, and Tyler. Great group, great group of guys in the room of Lupins. We encourage you to check them out over at um, fightevilreadbooks.com. That redirects them to that redirects you to your MySpace. Uh, I want to read an email here. I actually, well, I want to start off by saying uh, Happy Mexican Independence Day to everyone. Yes. Awesome. Happy, in- yes. I agree. But actually, <laughs> it's tomorrow. No, no, it's tomorrow. No, it's today. It's not. The email uh, says that, well, actually, it's on the 16th, but celebration starts the day before. Oh, okay, yeah. So, O. Rodriguez from Mexico writes, you have to be joking. September 15th? It's the Mexican Independence Day. I'm sure I'm going to totally miss it. I wish you could change the date. But since I'm probably the only Mexican writing to you guys about this, and since I'm sure you wouldn't care even if I wasn't, then, well, there's Aww. my complaint. So, happy Mexican Independence Day. Mugglecasters, greetings from that weird country south of the U.S. That's it's that's a funny. weird country. I was going to say, that's funny, because actually, that's what I always call it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Andrew. What? You're terrible. Did you just say that you call it a weird country? No, no, no it's just the weird country south of the U.S. It's... Oh my gosh. Oh. I have a question. I have a question to everyone listening. Please email it into the live feedback form. Which wizard rocker would build a bridge to the other side? <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, no, no. You're not supposed to, to answer. Wait until they. Uh... Waiting the first post emails, and I'm sitting here refreshing F five, F five, F five. Come on, everyone! Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's um, do some stuff here. Okay, so a couple months ago, 
Actually, sorry, let me get to an email quick from uh, Lena Blazer of Baltimore, Maryland. She does clear up the J.K. Rowling ticket thing. She quotes uh, Scholastic, All winners will be selected by random drawing. Winners will be notified on or about September 14, 2007. Odds of winning are determined by number of eligible entries received. Scholastic is not responsible for late loss, stolen, misdirected, damage, mutilated, postage due, incomplete, or (gasps) ill-eligible entries or mail. We still might have a chance, says Lena. There you go, then. Um, Two people have emailed in. Matt says the Remus Lupins. No, Alex did not do it. Uh, Lexi says Paul and Joe to George. No, not Harry and the Potters, but... Mary says Oliver Boyd and the Rememberals. That would be which it. Is precisely right. We encourage you to check them out as well at myspace.com slash is it Oliver Boyd and the Rememberals? I think. If not, use your best friend google.com and type in Oliver Boyd and the Rememberals because Google can find anything. Isn't that right, Andrew? Yes. Um, Laura, can you update us on the Le- Laura Mallory situation, please? Um, well, I'm not really living in Georgia anymore, so I haven't well, <laughs> <laughs> been paying tons of attention to I her. I mean, but... what was the last thing you heard? Has she well, been hanging last... low or? Last I heard, she wasn't getting as much media attention as she had been. I know that she was talking about how she was going to appeal again. But to be perfectly honest, I mean, it was actually a pretty hot story in our area because I only lived about half an hour from her. But it got to the point where people were just, you know, like, oh, we don't care anymore. You know, Laura Mallory, everybody knows who she is, and she's lost like six times now, so no one cares. Right. (laughs) uh, Yeah, as far as I know, she's still um, working on her case. I, I don't know exactly if she has another date set or not. Yeah. Um, let's try to give her a call one more time. Um, you know, people, we've been getting a lot of flack about calling her, like, as if we're going to harass her, but, you know, we... No, no, not at all. Yeah, we want to honestly ask her questions. Um, so if she does answer, like, Laura, why? you can talk. So weird. Oh, why do I have to talk? Because I'm going <laughs> to be talk. starstruck. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Anyone can talk. I mean. yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, hi, Mr. Mallory, I'm... I'm John Smith from the New York... Sorry, no, from the Wall Street Journal. Oh, no, that's terrible. That's fine. Um, Another thing we can do now, apparently this feature was added to the Ustream thing when it crashed. Um, So I don't think we're on the high-speed Ustream anymore, but we can do poll questions now, live poll questions, through Ustream that those listening can actually vote on, and then we'll get the results instantly. Uh, So anyone have a poll question we'll start up real quick? Yes. Who would who would get the tickets to? Whose oh. show is it, first of all? And B, who would get the tickets out of you and Laura if you had a fight? Well, we can only ask one question at a time. So to start, we'll do who's who deserves the tickets to JKR's book reading more? Excuse me. I just passed uh, some gas. Um, burp. Ew. I burped. I burped. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew me? or Laura. Oops, I typed Andrew. Andrew or Laura. Start poll. Okay, so the poll has started. Visit MuggleCast.com and go to the live page. And what can you do? Oh, yeah, the, the button updated. There's a little checkbox on the Ustream window. You can click on that and then click on the poll. That is cool. I like Ustream. That's a cool feature. So I'm going to go and vote for myself here. Okay. So if far, Andrew doesn't talk for the next 20 minutes, you know he's just pressing he's voting <laughs> over and over and over and over again. Yeah, votes are coming in quick. Uh, right now, 80 for me. Seven. Oh gosh, they're going up really fast. We're gonna have to wait. Uh-huh. A few, we're gonna have to go wait a few minutes. Anyway, let's call Laura here. Laura Mallory. Get her in the chat. I'm really, if she answered, I'd, I'd probably be starstruck. I don't know what I would say. Okay. Starstruck. No, seriously, she's. she's I'm really scared. We should play Living on a Prayer for her. Yeah. Come on, come on. Your call has been ah. forwarded to an automatic voice message system. 
Laura Mallory. Oh, what? Here's not available. Okay, that's it. We're leaving a voicemail. Please I'm record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hi, uh, Laura Mallory. This is Andrew Sims calling from uh, MuggleCast. It's a Harry Potter podcast uh, on the internet where we basically talk about uh, Harry Potter and uh, the effect it has on um, children's literacy, which is huge, quite frankly. And um, also, you know, we discuss and analyze the books. We would just like to uh, call you and have a just a, a short interview with you for the show uh, because we're curious uh, as to your thoughts on the series and where you think it's going now. Um, and also, we want to know if you plan on taking uh, your case to court any further now that all the books are out, or if you've just straight up given up. So uh, give us a call back. It's one. T- our number is one two one eight twenty six two four four two. One two one eight two zero six two four four two. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye bye. I was going to prefix that, sorry, I was going to suffix that with, yeah, it must be quite tough being taken to court, you know, how many times it is five now being turned down. <laughs> when do you people know when to give up? But I thought that could have been provocative, Andrew, and you did it so well. Well, thank you. I, I wanted to come across professional first, and then while we have her live on the air, that's when we'll rip her apart. Yeah, I agree. Exactly, <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm just, no, we wouldn't rip her apart, just yes, at the end, after we get everything we need from her. Yeah, but, exactly. um if she doesn't call by midnight tonight, we're going to call again and really tell her how we feel about the whole situation. Is that okay, Laura? I mean, I don't want to, since she lives close to you, I don't know what. Um, well, she doesn't know where I live, so. Oh. Okay, I'm looking at the poll. It's been running for 2 minutes, 45 seconds right now. Um, I'm kind of actually, um, well, we'll get to the poll later. Uh, let's get oh, wait, to the wait, listener chat. What? Um, no, no, it's not, it's nothing, it's. It's, Wait, where can I access this? It's call? still no, you can't. It's just me. It's uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'll be honest. Um, two hundred fifty-four votes for right now for Laura. Two hundred fourteen for me. Keep so. voting. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm kind of surprised. Um, I, mean, I I have this button here called it's a stop broadcast. What would happen if I press that right now? Wonder what would happen. You um, I well, okay. What's, what's fair is fair. If if you guys want Laura to have the tickets, fine. Unless we can manage to get to. Um, okay, so now uh, we have the winners to my listener challenge. Uh, you guys may remember that back on episode 107, I challenged the listeners to go out and promote MuggleCast in the pickle pickle area of their store, of a shopping store, or, um, you know, you know what I'm saying. So we had quite a few entries, and they are all available now in the MuggleNet Galleries I just realized I actually haven't put, posted a link on MuggleCast.com. I'll do that in a second. We got some great entries. And I have to be honest, guys, I had a hard time picking one winner because there were quite a few people. So yeah. we are going to award five winners today. And each each winner will be receiving a Pickle Pack membership. Oh, excuse me. Again, sorry. <laughs> live live radio, folks. I have to burp. Um, we have five winners here. And two of the winners are actually made up of three people. Uh, one group is made up of four, so another group is made up of three. So really, there's going to be... Uh, Twelve winners. Yeah. No, ten. Ten winners. Very nice. First up, Emma, Katie, Becca, and Holly. They created a video. They're, they were all in the, they're all in the UK. They created a video going around and promoting MuggleCast and Pickle Pack. And the one girl walked around with a pickle sign uh, on her. 
and it was the front. It was on the front of her, and it was on the back. It was like a gigantic sign. And they walked in the stores and promoted MuggleCast Pickle Pack. And it's a whole video on YouTube. It's hilarious. We'll put a link to it on MuggleCast.com during the next break. Uh, so they win first prize because it's actually hilarious, uh, the stuff they do to the promoter. They took pictures with people. So great job to them. Emma, Katie, Becca, and Holly. Uh, next, Kevith A. Uh, spelled out MuggleCast. I don't know how she did this. She spelled out MuggleCast with pickle jars in an entire aisle of oh my God. her shop, her food store. And I don't know how that's possible to get away with unless you unless you work there or you know someone who works there or you plead with them. But it's awesome. So check that out. Uh, third, Abby Carlson dressed up as a pickle in front of uh, the Pickles and Deli Market. That was pretty funny. She has like a whole pickle costume on. Uh, so congrats to her. Vivian F. made a very cool cardboard pickle sign that uh, looks great. And the final group of winners, Jackie, Katie, and Kristen, also made some great signs. And uh, so congrats to all of them. They're all winning Pickle Pack memberships. I will be in touch with them maybe t- tomorrow or sometime this week. If you already are a Pickle Pack member in this group of winners, then uh, we'll mail you a t-shirt or something. So congrats to them. Uh, that was a really great challenge. Jamie and Laura, I encourage you guys to check out the gallery. Cause I, oh, definitely. I saw some of them. I got an email forward, forwarded to me, or I got one, and the effort that some of the winners put in and everyone else was incredible. I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, I agree. Very well done. Yeah. So, um, that is that. Uh, no listener challenge today. Not any new ones, at least. And, um, let's move along now. What else have we got, guys? I, well... Um, why don't you do your Oh no no that's not I'm saving that for till 4 well, um, Not to backtrack here But I think I'm seeing that we had a little discussion For the 1 o'clock hour that we missed Oh uh, really? That red highlighted Oh you're right you're right Harry Potter stuff Yeah that is what this show is about It is yeah we, and we've been away <laughs> uh, So uh, Okay so let's start by Harry Potter discussion <laughs> What was one major thing we expected to see? I guess, can we say in the series? Well, no, I guess the final yeah. book. Or, yeah. Let's start with the final book. and then uh, We expected to see, but didn't end up seeing. Someone else start. For me, it was the Department of Mysteries. I really, truly thought that we were going to see that again in the seventh book. It seemed, it seemed like you, you would just have to go there again because there was so much about that place that seemed like it needed explaining. So that was the one thing about the seventh book that I was I was kind of sad that we didn't see. I was like, wow, I really thought that they were going to go back there. Did anybody else feel that way? Yeah, I, especially since there was so much emphasis on it in Order of the Phoenix. But even yeah, there was uh, to extend upon that uh, the veil. Yeah, it's something that's bothering so many people now. I just and I think we talked about this during the live thing right after we record we record or right after we read. Um, but it's just the veil. Like, it, what? It went completely unexplained. <laughs> What? Seriously? Yeah, I, Duh. I mean, it, it, even if we didn't go back and see the veil again, I was expecting some sort of explanation as to what it was. Like, I mean, we know that it's apparently where dead people or some dead people go, but there was no clarification as to whether or not, like, everyone goes there or what exactly is behind that, if that's where Harry's parents are. Like, we just don't know. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's all very confusing. I, I would really like to have that cleared up. I think we should ask her. If we go to the reading, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that like, if that, if that doesn't get answered by the reading. Uh, well, you can ask Laura. I think you'll be getting the tickets. Let's yeah, <laughs> you're you're still thirty votes ahead of me right now. So, <sighs> I'm kind of sad about that. Kind of like, wow. like we were reading the book. I was consistently fifty pages ahead of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, 
<laughs> that's because you started before me. I was working on an email, and you started before me. Yeah. Every two seconds, you'd be like, what page are you on? And I'd be like, da da da. You're like, God, I'm still 50 pages behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We read at the same pace, so that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, Jamie, something you expected to oh. see, but then... Oh, you do, I, I, oh, I don't know. I, this is probably just a personal thing, but I wish we'd heard more about Sirius. I know he died, and I know, you know, he he died. <laughs> I know he's dead, but I wanted the mirror to be something related to Sirius. And I'm glad Harry found it, and I'm glad he remembered it, and I'm glad he used it to contact Aberforth, and it helped him save the day. But Sirius was my favorite character, bar none, so I wanted to see more of him. And um, what else? What else? I don't know, that really. I really enjoyed the seventh book so there wasn't really much oh I, lo- I loved it too but it was just uh, there was stuff that I was really expecting to see in there that I didn't and so it came as a surprise which is a good thing on a, yeah. on a level like you know I, we really had a lot of expectations of the book like and I can just you know looking back on some of the theories we made I can tell that we were kind of like oh yeah that's gotta happen that's gotta happen and then we get this it book and it, and it didn't and <laughs> she completely just threw us for a loop so I think that's great but yeah. I still think there's some questions that we need answered. Claire wrote in sure. via the feedback at mugglecast.com slash live. She, she, uh, Claire from Alaska, actually, she wrote, I don't think Joe wanted to explore where we go after we decide to go on, and that's why the veil isn't in book seven. Um, that's interesting. It is interesting because, you know, I think even Joe has said before that death is a very touchy subject, and if she did go into explaining death, um, that could cause... Well, more I, I, I understand that. I want to say it could cause controversy, mm-hmm. um, because it, of course it is it is a very important subject, especially when you get into terms of religion. But I think, it, you know, Joe could have been able to find a way to explain the veil in a little more detail. Maybe she is still. Who knows? But perhaps it um, perhaps it's like the veil symbolizes death because death is the unknown. She can't talk about it since. No one really knows what happens to you after you go on. That's true. I don't know. Clutching at straws. Yeah. And uh, let's see. I guess there wasn't really anything else I could think of. You want to take some callers now see what they... uh... Yeah, let's take a couple of callers on that subject. Okay, let's get this guy in. Hi, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi. Do you have any... uh... Yeah, where are you from? Um, I'm from Michigan. Awesome. Do you have, uh, was there anything in book seven you expected to see but didn't? Um, yeah. I really wanted to see the veil, actually. Um, and I was really disappointed about that. So, that was pretty much it. But I also wanted to let you know that I do know a school that does a Harry Potter class. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Um, my cousin goes to a high school in Indiana. And, um, they were supposed to start the class a couple years ago, but the teacher had a baby, so they couldn't. I think this year they started it. Oh, awesome. Do you know what what uh, they've taught? Um, I think they were going to read all the books throughout the year and, and um, you know, take tests about it and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And I also want to thank Jack for oh, all Oh, gosh. Them. Oh, gosh. Stop. <laughs> Why is it all stop? Sorry. That's all right. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. Uh, let's get Lucas in here. Lucas. Uh, yeah, hi. What's up? <laughs> um... Nothing really, but um, uh, what was I gonna call about? I completely forgot. <laughs> I'm dumb. Well, no, but um, let me give you a conversation starter. We're talking about uh, what we expected to see in book seven, but didn't. Oh yeah, uh, Chamber of Secrets. Really? 
Yeah. We kind of saw it. Well, we didn't really. We hugged well, it. We, we saw that Ron had to uh, speak parcel tongue. Yeah, which was the most ridiculous thing ever. Now, why were you expecting to see the Chamber of Secrets? I mean, was there... or uh, Did you have a theory or something? Yeah, I thought there was going to be a Horcrux down there, but, uh... Yeah, there wasn't. I thought that's where the Hogwarts one was going to be. Uh, yeah. That's a fair point. Okay. Yeah. Anything else in your mind? Uh, yeah, there was something else, but I can do that. <laughs> okay, we'll call in once you... Uh... I'll call in later. Yeah, okay. I'll for all 12 hours. So. Uh, Alright, see ya. Bye. People should write down their thoughts so they're prepared. Uh, another piece of feedback from MuggleCast.com slash live. Kelly from Idaho writes, I was really disappointed we didn't get to see more of what Snape and Draco did because there was so much about them in the sixth book. That's that another very, fair very point. Yeah. And, and going on from there, the sixth book was about Snape, the half-third prince. I thought there was going to be more to that, to the importance of that book as a whole. I know there was a huge importance as to Snape as a character, but I was expecting more to the book, you know, why she chose to name an entire book. Snape. Right, right. But we didn't hear much about that. But Andrew, I think now is the time, after what, two hours, 37 minutes, to ask how everyone is and how people are hanging in. Uh, you mean callers? No, no, no. How people are doing. Listening in. Because this has been the, so far, this has been the longest show we've ever done, right? Oh, you're asking us how we're doing? No, well, everyone. You and people. Okay. Just, I'm just in general asking everyone. Not actually asking, but just checking in to see if everyone's okay. Still there. I'm fine, thanks. Yeah. Not, not yeah, falling asleep. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm still here. Really? Don't yeah. be so sure of that. Yeah, the world's I, a weird and wonderful place, Laura. It really is. Let's take another call from Bethany. Hi, Bethany. Hi. Hey, uh, was there anything you expected to see in book seven but didn't? Um, hold on. I need to mute you stream. Oh, thanks. See, okay. a concerned caller. I like that. <laughs> I like that in a girl. Um, well, <laughs> first of all, um, Toots, Ustream says that we all love you. Aw, who? Aww, um, all of us on Ustream, the chat room. Oh, cool. Yeah, by the way, there's a, there's a chat room. When you go to Ustream.tv and join the room that way, there's a chat room, like Bethany said. And uh, lots of, how many people are in there? Is it, pretty, is it a good oh, chat? Oh, crap load. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's screaming. Everyone's Aww. screaming. <laughs> oh, my God. We got mentioned on a live show. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, I've been calling all morning, but I finally got in. Yay! Awesome, awesome. Well, where are you from, Bethany? I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I was at the live show when you guys did the podcast. Cool. St. Louis. That was a, that was a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, was there uh, anything about Harry Potter you want to talk about specifically? The uh, well, thing? I wanted to see more about the love room and the one with the brain and everything. But oh I yeah. That's such a shame because that'd be that'd be so cool to see visited, but like it seems it all seems like great Harry Potter encyclopedia material. But it does, yeah. And and also I think Joe just like putting stuff in that can only be classed as awesome, like those brains. You know, I'm not sure if they had a purpose there, but they they were just cool. And also in yeah. uh, in the final book, the dust figure of Dumbledore, it was just cool. Oh I read God. it and I just loved it. It was amazing. I know yeah, I would have. Love to hear more about that. And with the, the brains, I was I was kind of expecting something. I don't know if maybe they really had any relevance, but I mean, yeah. like it talked about how what was it like thoughts leave deeper impressions, or yeah. something like that. And Ron still had the scars, and so I somehow thought that maybe that might come into play. Like Ron might have some sort of connection to one of the brains in the brain room, and that might have come from somebody important or something like that. So I don't yeah. know, but yeah, yeah, it could well be, yeah. Um, I also have a concern because I keep getting kicked out of the Ustream chat room. I keep saying that I've 
been kicked or banned or something. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm not moderating it, moderating it, so I don't know. The chat room. It's weird. We're not sure about it's the chat room. Maybe because really. there's so many people listening. We're at uh, about 860 people listening live right now. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I'm actually getting stage fright right now. I don't. <laughs> How many people are in there? Sorry. 860. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, and I continue to be disappointed by the poll. Right now we're looking at uh, 290 votes for me, 327 for Laura. Yay. So thank you, everyone. Um, really appreciate all your support. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly do. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you, Bethany, for calling in. Thank you. Bye. 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 Uh, I'm so bad. Okay. Uh, more live feedback, mugglecast.com slash live. Ryan from Michigan says, we never found out what Harry's parents' professions were. I was dying to figure yeah, that, that is out. Great. That is something that Joe is said she wanted to uh, include. Didn't Joe say that? Yeah, she did. I, maybe she'll I tell us said, like Yeah, I think she said James's wasn't important, but she made it sound like Willie's was. Yeah, but didn't she say she was going to mention them? In the, er, yeah. talk about, I don't know. Here's a very interesting email from Mary from Texas, who says that she thought for sure that Dumbledore would come back as Dumbledore the White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Which probably would have made Tolkien uh, move about in his grave. In his grave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we could say that. Another email from Veronica of Long Island, New York. She writes, I agree that there should have been more on the veil in Book 7. I actually thought it was almost positive that Sirius would come back because of something Luna said. The line at the end of the Order of the Phoenix movie, Luna says something about things having a way of always coming back at the end. Also, they keep that exact li- Oh, she did say it in the book, my bad. Uh, also, they keep that exact line in the movie, which made me wonder if Sirius would come back at the end of the book at the end of book 7. Anyone else? P.S. I think Andrew deserves a ticket. I did not read that part of the email when I Aww, got this email. I like the story. Um, I think Veronica brings up a good point. A lot of people got their hopes up, especially in the movie when they kept that line in the movie. Uh, everything, uh, sorry, what was uh, Luna says something about things having a way of always coming back in the end. A lot of people got their hopes up about that. And uh, with the two way mirror, a lot of people were expecting to see Sirius again. Yes. That right. would have been very, very, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, too many people were expecting that to happen. But well, the whole serious thing, like, it was left open about what happens when the people die. And it was pretty, you know, even though Joe said that Dumbledore died, it's a magical world. And, you know, there are ways to contact people from beyond the grave. So we, it was very tough to know exactly what was going to happen. And Joe obviously decided not to pursue it with serious, yeah. kind of, with Dumbledore. So it's very, you know, I guess Critical. if you wanted to see serious, then you'll be disappointed if you didn't. Then it wouldn't bother you at all. Uh, one email from Andy, asks why Voldemort would want to hide the cup in Bellatrix's vault because that seems like trusting somebody else, and Voldemort doesn't do much of that, and although he couldn't obviously have his own vault at Gringotts you'd think there'd be a different place that he could keep it Um that's a pretty fair point but I feel like we've talked about this Well, the thing is, we know that Gringotts Everyone says that it's you know the next safest place to Hogwarts to keep something, and yeah. it, wasn't there something along the lines of like when you touched it, it burned you and then it multiplied? It did, it did. But so that doesn't seem. But if three seventeen-year-old wizards can do that, then you know it seems that it isn't really a tough curse to get around. I guess, but I mean, I think that Bellatrix was so fanatical that there wasn't really a chance that she was gonna betray him at all. That is true. But I mean, you notice like you notice someone. that he didn't give Snape a Horcrux. <laughs> 
he didn't put yeah, but I think he trusted Snape a lot more than Bellatrix. There was a there was an affinity between them that transcended what mm, there was between Bellatrix. I don't Bellatrix know. I I always kind of got the impression that Voldemort had the idea that perhaps Snape might not, you know, actually be as devoted as he thought he was. Like he just he, he seemed to have like no remorse whatsoever in killing him, and not that he would ever have remorse, but it just se- it just seemed like it was a bit too easy for him for somebody who he would think was a devoted follower. I I. I'm not sure about that because I always thought that that part of the book was written absolutely brilliantly because Voldemort said that he re- regrets it, but he shows no emotion of it. But I think he really did regret it because he doesn't he doesn't care about human virtues like emotion and stuff like that. He just cares about usefulness and and uh, and trust and loyalty and stuff like that. So he did re- regret it in terms of uh, Snape had always been a loyal servant. He had stuff to offer and he hadn't um, he hadn't alienated Voldemort. He hadn't gone against him. So he did regret it in terms of the fact that he had to do something which didn't help him achieve his goals in other ways, but he had to do it. Whereas yeah. he didn't sacri- he, he didn't regret it because he's taking another man's life. I think yeah, he and Snape I, had an affinity. I, I guess the difference is that Bellatrix spent like 13 years in prison for him, so there really could be no doubt there. You know, like, why would somebody spend that long in prison and refuse to deny their allegiance to you if they were going to turn around and stab you in the back? Oh, no, so. I, I, I agree. I just... Bellatrix, I thought, was a... I mean, even to Voldemort, who was a complete psychopath, I don't think he'd have trusted Bellatrix because she flew off the rocket too much. She was completely un- unpredictable, whereas he told Snape that he was you know, a very, very powerful wizard. He was obviously a logical wizard. He kept him by his side. He trusted him with the most important task. So there was an, a, there was an affinity that transcended Voldemort's very, very primordial sort of um, thoughts on friendship. It was that, you know, they could help each other. It was mutually exclusive. Whereas with Bellatrix, it was more a you're-my-servant thing. Okay. But I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I can go with that, though. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was just that. Maybe, uh, like the emailer said, uh, maybe it was just that nobody would have expected it to be with Beldrix. I, I, just, I just have thought he'd give it to Snape a lot more, you know, just, I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe just things. Um yeah, another piece of feedback right now comes in from Jared of Virginia Beats. He says, she, he says, uh, going back to what we were just talking about earlier, Sirius did come back at the end when Harry was walking to face Voldemort in the forest. Well, he didn't oh, really come back. Of, uh, yeah. yeah. That's another sensitive subject with Joe, because, you know, she obviously points out that when people have died, they have moved on. And to think that they're going to come back is, you know, it isn't, a, it isn't very healthy for you as a person, because they can't come back in any and if you think they're going to come back then you're going to be sorely disappointed with the shadow of the former self of the person that does come back yeah so you should move on I guess is what is the theme she's trying to put in yeah and we got some more feedback here um actually this was sort of a good point brought up by uh listener Martin Warlick of Raleigh, North Carolina. Have you noticed the similarity between Dumbledore and Voldemort in that their downfalls included putting too much trust in people? At least before we found out what ha- what really happened between Dumbledore and Snape, all we were hearing was that Dumbledore died because he put too much trust in Snape. And Voldemort put too much trust in Lucius by giving him the diary, and in Bellatrix by putting the cup in her vault. So, I I think ultimately it's just even 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 great wizards like Voldemort and Dumbledore can make mistakes. Yeah, but, yeah. No, but there's a huge difference between the type of trust that, that they did. Dumbledore's was a personality flaw, and, the, and his thoughts on sort of human nature and how people weren't born into into bad things. You know that that sort of characterized his version of trust and how he um, and how he saw the best in people and therefore trusted people. With Voldemort's was that he just he he does not trust people, but he felt that he had to use someone 
to his advantage and he just happened to use them a bit too openly and he learned from, from his mistakes whereas Dumbledore sadly didn't. That's fair. Uh, another caller coming in right now, Mike. Mike. Hey, you're live. Mike, live. Hi, Mike. Mike, you're live. Mike, Hello. You're nice. Oh, hey. Hey, I think your mom's mad at you. Whoa. Awkward. Hey, what's up? Hey, nothing. Hey. Mike. Whoa, hey. Oh, jeez, what's going on there? How are you guys? Uh, good, how are you? I'm doing fine. I still can't believe you guys are talking for 12 hours straight. I know. Hey, yeah. who's that person in the background? Tell them to shut up. Mel, they say to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's going on? What's on your mind? Uh, I just wanted to call and say how, wow, I can't believe you guys are going for 12 hours. Yeah, thanks for uh, continuing to drill into our heads. We don't want to be your mind. Really, but... I have no Mike. idea how you guys are going to do it. Well, so thanks. You're just a ball of positive energy. Yes, I am. Okay. You guys are awesome. Well, thanks. Aww. Um, cool. Okay. Well, you have anything else, then? Um. Any Harry Potter well, questions? My, well, my sister wants to talk, but... <laughs> Go on, put her on, put her on. All right. Brotherly love. Hey, it's Melanie. Hey, Hi, Melanie. hey, Melanie. Hold on, hold on one second. Let's get someone else uh -huh. in here. Mikey Bushrow. Mikey! Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Guess what? Mikey. Guess what, guys? Guess what? Mikey! It's Melanie. I just woke up. Oh, wow. Aren't you cool? All right, um... Mikey, where are you? I'm at my ho I'm at my apartment. Oh, oh, okay. I was Mike, we had Mike. we had Matt and Alex on earlier. Oh yeah, I uh they were at um Tasha's. Yeah, yes. So they are. Um, you sticking around for a while or what? Oh yeah, I'm good to stick around for quite a while, I guess. <laughs> okay, we we were actually just talking about um what we expected to see in the book, but didn't. Oh. So tell me, Mikey, what did you expect to see in the book, but didn't? Wandless magic. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially since the cover, you don't see any wands on there. Yeah, did you, did you guys talk about that already? Or no, no, we haven't. No. Yeah, it, that's just one thing I, I thought because you know we all were like, oh, Harry's gonna get super powerful and have wandless magic, and we we didn't see that at all. Um, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> you guys remember what we were saying in London about how we really thought the U.S. cover was extremely misleading. Yeah. Like, it, it just made it look like they were in this really weird, like alternate location like we didn't even know what it was and it turned out to be the great hall and all the shadows just turned out to be hogwarts students and we were kind of like yeah thanks mary Granby." i know yeah and we actually talked about this in the first vegas show we did on the tour and someone who was there had a great explanation for the whole cover um and it's a shame we lost that show but basically you know it is accurate that well, well what she was saying that was that it, yeah it was in the great hall that is the scene from the great hall it just doesn't look like the great hall though that's yeah. what was misleading so many people. Um, yeah, it's the scene right after their wands both go up in the air. Yeah. Because, um, oh, this is being I the owner read, of the. Oh, I better God. read this email quickly. Okay, Jamie, go ahead. It's from Eric, not Eric, Eric, but okay. a different Eric who questions Snape's motives uh, when he gave Harry the sword of Gryffindor and asks whether Snape threw it into the lake so he could watch Harry take a dip. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that make Snape sound uh, sort of like a pervert? Well, yes. you never know. Snape might have gone and seen Equus and... Um... Maybe, maybe. Wait, 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 wait a minute, guys. That scene specifically. Have you guys seen the Harry Potter and the Mugglecasters fan fiction? No. Um, I, there, there's sure a fan fi 
I, I that's that scene is described in Harry Potter and the Mogcasters fan fiction. I got an email the other day. Let me see if I open up my email. I'm on my desktop, not my laptop. It's there's, the first time I've touched it in a while. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, there's actually um, what was uh, I gonna say? Fan uh, a Harry or not a Harry? An Andrew Jamie fan fiction oh <laughs> in the God. works. Uh, uh, there's yeah, there's only that. chapter one. It's like the it's like the intro. It's just like it's like a setup for what apparently is supposed to happen. But uh, yeah, I know that there then, was so one. I'm, carry, I'm reading. There was one on MySpace yeah, like a little while six. back. Oh my God. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't find it right now. But yeah, it, th- that's the scene from it. Oh, and well, I just Mikey, started laughing. You'll, uh, you'll have to link me to this. I'd like to see what I've been up to. Mikey, uh, I'm a bit disappointed, to be honest. Why? Because you must have had a heavy night last night, because this morning I had some problems with my Apple computer, and I called Mikey B, and you didn't appear. So I thought you must have been in mortal peril uh, or something, because that's the you only know, reason I, you wouldn't appear. I know, I know. There's very few reasons why I wouldn't appear when people say Mikey B. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, I didn't get home. I, all right, so I live on the West Coast, everybody, and West Coast time for me, it was 5.30 in the morning. So that's when, when I what? got home. Oh, okay. I got home. And then I ended up watching TV for like another hour and a half. And so I fell asleep. And I literally start. just woke up because the sun was like in my face and I couldn't sleep anymore. For everyone listening, we had this uh, idea last time that like in book seven when you say Voldemort's name, it's taboo. And the snatchers turn up and pick you up and take you to the Malfoy Manor. Uh, we now say Mikey B. And Mikey, wherever he is on Earth, has to magically appear with us in case we're in dire need of assistance. Mikey agreed, so now that's in force. And um, so, yeah, if you ever need it, anything, just say it. Isn't that right, Mikey? Yep, that's true. That like I, that. It's one of those things where uh, we've come to the conclusion that even though Harry Potter is magical, I'm pretty magical too. Just me. And so we say <laughs> Mikey B. If you say it like three times, I'm there instantly. And if it doesn't work, it's because you're just not saying Mikey B right. So you have to yeah, try it. Yeah, that's so true, yeah. Times. You have to try it a little different. So you can be like, Mikey B! Or yeah. Mikey B. Mikey B. Mikey, <laughs> Mikey B. B. You have to try it all the different ways. And, uh, yeah. You've got to be very careful because if you don't say it with enough determination and drive, you'll splinch Mikey and just his arm will turn up or something. <laughs> oh you've got to be Wait, like, Mikey All right, question. B. Guys, guys, question. What hour is this actually right now? Please, because I can't believe we're talking Three. about Three. We're about three. to we're, we're about to enter hour four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm excited for hour eleven and then the twelfth hour. I can't wait to see what we talk about. I'm excited for eleven fifty nine. <laughs> well, according to our live countdown through the Ustream, there's nine minutes and three minutes or nine minutes. I wish there was nine minutes left. <laughs> nine hours and three minutes left. Um, so. I uh, still got a ways to go, <clears throat> but uh, actually, Mikey, I'm glad you came on this hour because in the schedule we have a discussion uh, coming up after the break, which we'll get to in a couple minutes about uh, what we look forward to in movie seven. We'll have a movie talk and stuff like that. Wait, wait a minute. We have a schedule. How come people don't inform you of these? Things? We have a schedule, and you are a part of it. And I emailed it to you. I'm positive I did. <laughs> what email? Actually, I'm lying. I don't think I see you on the schedule. <laughs> what yeah. Is it? Thanks. Thanks, what, buddy. Was it band videos? Uh, yeah, at the, the uh, one at Mac. You can do that one. Or Mac. the band videos at G, uh, the other one. Is G- it band dot videos or bands? Here, I'll, I'll, where are you? Okay. <laughs> I, I am me. I am me. I am me. Uh, I'm on the MuggleCast username. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's wrap up this discussion. Uh, uh, one more email from Allison. She writes, I personally expected to see Neville kill Bellatrix, and I was surprised when Molly did it. Instead, I was mad, but I did love the Molly. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah. Oh, was this Why not for Mikey or what? Why I can't believe I just read this. We'll for... Go to a break after this, Mikey. Take it away. Give it up for Molly Weasley. No, and the Wait. and the actual line. Oh, geez. Uh, wait, my my modified line or the actual line? Um, 
Because, see, I think it's really inappropriate. I, I agree. You know, I, I love a, Joe, but really, she used a, a fire, word that I think fire. is just a little inappropriate. Mikey, I said, I, I repeated the line like two weeks ago. Yeah, I know, and I was a little appalled by that, Laura. <laughs> yes, because you've never I, heard I, right, I've never heard that word before. I don't swear. Right, my little cousins listen to the show now. Yeah, see. Not, yeah, <laughs> and I don't think. Uh, I know, I, yeah, we do have some younger listeners, which is yeah. why it's, it's it's a touchy subject. Maybe we'll let's make that the... You guys, let's just give it up for Molly Weeds. All right, give it up. Yeah. Round of applause. Everyone, Everyone, Molly clap now. Everyone who's listening around the world, clap now. But Can quickly, you imagine you... Molly Weasley in the movie going, Stay away from my daughter, you witch! <laughs> it's really easy. All you do is change the B with the W, and now it's PG. Before we go to the break, I have to give the vegetable for the third hour, which is cabbage. Cabbage, okay. Uh, we'll be taking a quick break. Let's hear from Goog Daddy Guy Mason, then we'll hit a couple songs, and we'll be back in about oh, a few minutes. Bye-bye. What's up, MuggleCast listeners? This is Mace here with some information that you need. Before we start off this 12-hour live podcast, I need to tell you about GoDaddy.com. GoDaddy.com's economy package is just $3.59 a month for a year. With the economy package, you get 250 gigs of bandwidth, 5 gigs of storage, and up to 500 email accounts. But if you think that's all, you're wrong. Because when you check out, you can save 10% by entering code MUGGLE. That's right, M-U-G-G-L-E, MUGGLE. Some restrictions do apply. Check the site for details. If you're planning to build a website, take advantage of this offer. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com.
is waiting, all systems are go. Are you sure? Control is not convinced, but the computer has the evidence. No need to abort. The countdown starts. Watching in a trance, the crew is certain, nothing left to chance. All is working, trying to relax. Up in the capsule, sent me up a dream. Jokes major tone. Obviously, I was with uh, Alex, and we were discussing um, Order of the Phoenix and how he was disappointed in it, and how I kind of felt the same way too. But it was still, you know, a well-made film overall. But I want to know what you would do for the seventh movie and all that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But this is why Brandon's gonna be great because you know he's a film guy. Yeah, he knows all that stuff. Uh, and so I'm, I'm rambling as usual. Yeah, you, you are rambling because I'm, I'm trying to get the stream back up because it went down. Hold on one second. Uh-huh. <sighs> Firefox. Uh... Froze. What's happening? Uh, the stream froze, so. Um, well, Firefox what? froze, I think, so. Oh. Yeah. Go live. Good match. So, yeah. This is why Brandon, I'm on Mac. Brandon, this is a 12 hour podcast. Yeah. Crazy, guys. Yeah. That's Alex Alex told me uh, you guys would do a 12 hour concert. Are we on air, by the way? Um, I'll tell you in a minute. Hey, just you guys know Tyler's here, too, with me. Oh, really? Oh, awesome. is he? Tyler! Start broadcast. Hey, what's the question? What's the question? Are we allowed to curse? Uh, no, no, none of that. This is a children's program. <laughs> are we? Are okay. we on air? Are we're, we on air? we're on air again. Sorry okay, about that. Good. Okay. So, okay, let's get to the discussion today. We're um, in this hour. We're going to be talking about uh, what we're looking forward to seeing in movie seven, because obviously it was a big book. Uh, there's some huge scenes in the book that have to translate through the movie, but then there's also the question: What the heck's going to get cut? Um, now I want to start it off by saying Alfonso Cuarón, the director of Prisoner of Azkaban, said in an interview a couple weeks ago, actually this was late July, uh, I quote him as saying, I would be really tempted because it was really beautiful in response to uh, would you direct another Harry Potter film. I just started reading the last book, and something I respect is the care the producers have put in the film franchise. So um, who here would like to see Alfonso Cuarón direct? Uh, I definitely would. I would. Me as well. So everyone definitely would. <sighs> you know, I almost – well, you know, hold on. You know, I, as much as I love Alfonso Cuaron because I think he's amazing, like I, – I, I, he's definitely one of my favorite directors as of right now, and I don't think he's done anything that I don't like right now. Um, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Christopher Columbus do it, and the only reason why is he did the first two, and take it – those are not my favorite, but they are kind of the closest to the book. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And so, you know, maybe if Chris took over again at the very end to finish it off, his big old thing that he started, we might have this these, really nice, you know, long like, movie. Okay. But these movies are very sort of, you know, sparse. So I've always thought it would be nice to see a different person for, for each one. So we get seven individual, um, you know, special, u- unique movies rather than two done by one or the other. Yeah, but to, personally, I think... I would see. I would want to see a lot of care put into this final film, as it's the final one. And who knows if they would ever remake the Harry Potter movie series again? Uh, Brandon or Tyler, want to add something? I, I definitely think that um, Alfonso Cuarón would be would be amazing to, to film. Um, I, I personally am not a big fan of, of Chris Columbus, but um, I do think it'd be really really cool to bring someone new in. My my personal vote would be Terry Gilliam, but I know that. Guy, I got voted out. So, what has he directed? Uh, he did uh, *Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas* and *Brazil* and *Oh, that was a good idea. And 
he's just really, really a dark director, but really, really um, into fantasy and really one of my favorite. And um, really bring that that whole dark element to the film, which I think it needs. Yeah. Um, Brandon. I have to be... Go ahead, Jamie. Brandon, this is too serious. Please give me a Mikey B. Uh, yeah, Mikey B. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what would I love you, you Mikey B. What? That's that's adorable. What would, what would you like to see them? Uh, I guess we'll start with leave in. Anyone go? Doesn't it? He has to leave in the stuff that whoever does it has to leave in the stuff that's important to the entire series as a whole. That is the glue that binds it all. So like the whole Snape story and loving Lily is something that no director could leave out. So there's certain stuff that has to go in. Oh. And then there's stuff like when know. Harry and Hermione camp the entire time, which probably could be left out a bit more. Yeah, but so, during the Harry Hermione camping, you got to make sure that we get Dan to take his clothes off to jump into that lake. Because oh, that's, yes, yes, that's why we know Joe wrote perfect. that scene, right? Yeah, exactly. She, exactly. she wanted to see you know Dan half naked again, and I'm sorry she's I didn't get to pick one. on Joe that way at all. But yeah, you know we have to make sure we put that scene and him jumping in the lake, not not doing what he's supposed to do, and just oh no one's around, I'll jump in the water by myself. <laughs> Naked. Yeah, <laughs> completely. No. Um. What about Tim Burton for a... Tim Burton? I don't think... Oof. I, has he ever directed a dark film? Yeah. I don't... <laughs> I, sorry, I don't, I'm not up on my director, so don't laugh at me. Maybe Burton, like, we like Tim Burton like 10 years ago or something like that, like for Scissorhand time maybe, but not now. You, you mean not post uh, Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton? Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know. He kind of went downhill from there. I mean, not saying that I don't love the guy still. I think he's a great director, but... He really, really went downhill after, you know, his early films were really handled with a lot of care, and I think he, he really kind of took a turn for the worst. Well, I, you know, I don't know about that. I do definitely like, I liked, uh, I liked the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, I was going to say, I love I love that, but I thought that was too, well, I mean. It was, it was stylized, definitely. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's yeah. very Tim Burton-esque, but um, I don't know. I, I, I definitely liked his older films better, like Brandon saying, but. It, it, you know, I think if he was given the task, he might be able to do something really cool with it. You know, only thing I can see is though, it's like the graveyard scene. All the graves would be like skewed, kind of like how he has it in everything. It'd be like, oh, you know, in all the movies, he has like the graves all skewed in a weird way. Um, that thing about Tim Burton though is he has that specific style, and I don't think you want to bring that into a Harry Potter film. You know, because yeah. the Harry Potter has its own style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's all been set up now. I mean, everyone knows what to expect. So if there's yeah. this different style, say Willy Wonka style <laughs> introduced uh, with Tim Burton, uh, well, what about wait, the blockbuster? Oh, you guys, well, think. Wait, let's think back about Tim Burton. Can you imagine him bringing some of his style into the Harry Potter movies? Can you imagine, like, instead of a Thestral being what it was in the movie, him having like the, like, you know, the stop motion animation for Thestral, like in Night Before Christmas, and all these characters not being like CGI, but actually like stop motion animation, just being a really weird, crazy, magical world? Yeah. Yeah, but. I, I think, think a lot of them would end up having like scissors hands or a lot more white makeup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> white makeup and Johnny Depp in the background. Actually, you know, Johnny really Depp should just come in and be in the movies for the sake of just being in the movies as like Jack Sparrow or something. Yeah, and everyone like, should be dead. I think. Yeah, he should yeah. take over the role as Harry Potter and just win. <laughs> what would you, uh, what would you want to see taken out? I mean, definitely, I definitely think that the uh, final battle will this just doesn't fit. Um, I think of all the scenes, that just doesn't carry the um, movie along any farther. I think it's just kind of end as Harry dying. Yeah, if that doesn't really matter, you don't think it's... Where did you go with it? I... I... I, I okay. Yeah. Completely yeah. serious. 
I think you're trying to be funny. Don't appreciate that. Serious <laughs> podcast. Um, we, I, I think I would love to see uh, all the crap taken out when uh, Harry and Hermione are just sitting around camping. Yeah, and cooking fish on uh, on bonfires and stuff. That's like half that. the book. Yeah, I know it's half the book. Exactly. Oh, I know what I can get rid of. Oh, that's basically the big D and Harry, like, whole thing. It's like, come on. Harry, yeah. You know, Dudley's been played down so much. It's like, really? Do we even need to have? Going back They're not to that bad. Johnny Depp, could he play anyone? We just had a couple of emails saying that he'd be a good Fenrir Greyback, maybe. <laughs> Johnny Depp is Fenrir Greyback. Actually, I'm just picturing him. All right. No, no, no. Wait, guys, guys, please. I'm going to go check the feedback in a minute. But hold on. Everybody who's listening, Johnny Depp. As a Harry Potter character, or Captain Jack Sparrow as a Harry Potter character? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm thinking, oh, oh, a minute right away, my brain went for this. I saw, you know, Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow with the dreads and going like, Love, you don't want to mess with me. I'm a werewolf, a pirate. You know, Maybe sounds like the Terminator, Mikey. Huh? huh? <laughs> sound like the Terminator, he said. Yeah, you know, you're missing, because the thing is, I talk very animated. All the guys will tell me that. And I'm actually, like, doing the sway with my hands up in the air. But you don't see that, because I'm just talking, so... It came Mark out really bad, I'm sure. Yeah, it's Mike B. Mike B, that's what I do. Here's a personalized question specifically for you. George Lucas? Uh-huh. For a Harry Potter film? Yeah. Oh, no. I love George Lucas, don't get me wrong, but did you guys see Phantom Menace? Or, or yeah. Attack of the Clones? Anything they did? I, hey, 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 hey. Oh, you know, he, I think he did very good with the original, the original, original uh, Star yeah. Wars, and A New Hope. Um... <laughs> And I think his uh, THX, uh, you know, American Graffiti was good. THX one one three eight is great, but but then he released it and it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. And like flying monkeys in it and stuff. It's not like <laughs> Wizard of Oz. <laughs> but but it was good. It was good at one point. And also, come on, really, you know, uh, you know, American Graffiti was great. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. So he All did right. do some good stuff. Plus, I, I, you know, he did do it. You know. I, I think I must say, Revenge of the Sith was not too bad. Not too bad. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Dude, Whoa. that lightsaber fight was just awesome. Okay. Dude, that lightsaber scene was just so awesome. You can't come on. And even like, you, but, you know, but you know what, though? Talking to me about Star Wars is just really bad because I actually liked Phantom Menace. The directing on it and the story and just the whole Jar Jar Binks things was just bad. But man, that pod race scene was just so cool that I had to love it still. Yeah, that okay. was so... I, I love Star Wars, but just bringing back to Harry Potter, I think yeah, it would be you. a horrible, horrible, horrible idea to have George Lucas direct anything involving Harry Potter. I would just ruin everything. I agree. He's probably not even a Harry yeah. Potter fan. But because because you definitely, definitely have, like, you know, uh, Hayden Christensen as, as uh, somebody, and he'd have, you know, blue screens everywhere, and there'd be no sad, yeah. and... Yeah. And Harry Potter would be computer-generated. It'd be stupid. Exactly. Thank you. Mr. <laughs> Harry Potter! Someone sent in via the live feedback, uh, Christian from Stockholm, Sweden. He writes, Stop dissing the camping scenes. They're the best ones of the book. Ha uh, uh, That's what you like. Yeah. If you, it floats your boat. Um, we really want every single camping scene in the movie instead of the amusingness that's in it. Exactly, yeah. We, we, do, have to, we do have to... Um... The balance. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, what, what else... I, I would love an eight-hour movie. Really, just slice it out. I want to see it. Well, yeah, I really think WB should seriously consider uh, investing a little more money into the movie uh, to put so so it is longer because sort of to pay tribute to the to being the end of the series 
and just the fact that it's been something that fans have been wanted, have been wanting so for so long. A movie that's actually longer than two and a half hours. I, thought, I think one of the movies was two hours forty five minutes, something like that. But like a four hour movie is completely feasible for Harry Potter. Fans would sit through it, and book seven deserves it. I think so. Yeah, four hours is done, you. And you know what? It's made them a lot of money too. So I think you know they they deserve to give it to the fans to after giving them so much money. Yeah, Brandon. I don't know if you heard this yet, but Harry Potter is the top grossing mo- motion picture of all time now. Franchise. Whoa. The franchise altogether. Franchise. T- top wow. grossing motion picture franchise. So. It's made like four it billion Star dollars. Wars. Yeah, more it, than Star it, Wars. it beats Star Wars, but all the uh, Star Wars nerds are saying that well, because of inflation, it may not be true. But right now. Oh, come on. Right now. Right. Huh? <laughs> what do you guys more than most Yeah. Uh, that's very true. Anything else you guys would like to see cut out of the film? If you cut out the camping and decide to make this a four-hour film, I think you could fit any- everything. <laughs> it isn't a case of cutting out the camping. It's just a case of cutting out the stuff that um, is there to make it look like a long journey while still giving in the long journey sort of feeling, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, so like the only reason they camp all over the place is to show how difficult the, the sort of task is and how hard it is to stay away from everyone. So if they can still show that whilst have them staying in hotels and stuff, then that would be nice. Or they can have one camping scene or something. Right, right. Or something like that. What about a, a Spielberg classic, though? A blockbuster. What do you think? A Spielberg? Uh, yeah. Phil- that would be fantastic, but wasn't he approached for movies one and two and he turned them down? Or at least yeah, maybe he was. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was approached and he said that no, and he, he wanted Haley Joel Osment as, uh, as Harry. Oh my god. As Harry? Yeah, as Harry, and they all kind of booed that one. I see Festerals. What, what was he smoking when uh, he said that? Uh, I have a list of things. <laughs> Um, actually, uh, Dan Radcliffe has something to say about uh, the, uh, the book being turned into the film. Uh, he said this a few days ago. It's going to be a hell of a challenge for the writer, he said. There's other bits in other books you can cut, but I don't see anything in book seven you can cut, which is interesting. Uh, author Joe Rowling always talks about the chapter she had written in her head before anything when Harry's going to face Voldemort, and I'm really looking forward to doing that. It should be powerful if I don't screw it up. Of course, I'm saying all this hoping it won't be cut. I don't think it can be. It's so vital. So. Hey, hey, Andrew? Yeah? Why aren't you doing, doing your Daniel Radcliffe voice when, you, when you're quoting him? I don't have a Dan Radcliffe voice. <laughs> I, I don't know who's talking. Is it Andrew? Is it Dan, Dan Radcliffe? Like, can you please just do an accent or something next time? Well, sorry, I don't have a British accent. See, that was you terrible. I just tried. It was terrible. It's going to be a hell of a challenge for the writer. There's other bits of other books you can cut, but I don't think anything in Book 7 you can that would cut. Be, that would be good if you brought it down a bit. Don't overstate it so much. Well, that, that was Kenny. That, that was like, exactly. I, I didn't know if that was well, thank you. Dean Radcliffe over there. He's actually yeah. visiting me. You know, um, we met after Equus one night, and um, things have been going well. But anyway, you should um, actually like him on the show. You should ha- you should act like you should talk like him, and then and then uh, tell everyone, and and your ratings will go up way high. You know, we actually had Hagrid yeah. on the show once. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about that. It was an exclusive interview. Rolius <laughs> um, Hagrid. It, and I, I, I tried. We're, we're trying to have him on the show today. Maybe later tonight. Um, that'd be pretty exciting. Maybe Dumbledore too, because yeah, rumor wow. has it he's not actually dead. The real Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. the real one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah we don't. We're yeah. actually a uh, pretty big podcast, and we get respect from the fictional characters. So. And from dead people as well, apparently. Like yeah. Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> we should have Hedwig on. Good time. Oh, hey now. 
So, okay, uh, another question. What holes have the movie makers dug themselves into from things they've left out of previous films? Not much, really. They, it's, I'm sure they've been very careful, and I'm sure Joe has told them that they can't, you know, certain stuff, unless it's, unless it's a, a creative license they're working with and they're just changing the way stuff looks, they have to be very careful that they don't show stuff how it shouldn't be. Yeah. Because then they'll, you know, sort of stop themselves being able to do proper... Uh, important plot details later on. Like I'm sure Joe looks over everything and is like, "You cannot do this because it stopped me being able to write this bit about where they go in book seven, or you know, or like contradictions. There must be a big sort of part of writing the script is going to be making sure nothing contradicts past books, past movies, future books, and future movies. I guess. Yeah. Uh, one thing there was a big story before the release of Order of the Phoenix, uh, where it was revealed that J.K. Rowling insisted that they keep creature in the film. And, of course, now we know why. And um, I would just think that they couldn't have made any... They couldn't have dug any huge holes, because if they did, I think Joe would have said something. I, can anyone else think of something else they, they're in trouble with now? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I, w- I was complaining uh, that with the veil, there wasn't enough emphasis put on the veil in the film, but now <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Well... Kendra writes in and says that Dan's eyes are blue, and they never change that. So, uh, you know, oh, well, that's very... that's silly. No, no, no. That's what I was going to say. That they can just change them with context for the scene um, in Deathly Hallows when he looks into Snape's eyes. If they put that in, which they probably should do, really. Yeah, that was a lot of people's favorite scenes. Scene in the book one, there. One thing about sorry, one thing that me during the movie is uh, something Alex put out is that there's not enough tension involved in the film um it's something that's, that's definitely prevalent in like the lord of the rings films where you can actually feel their dread well there's so much dread in the fifth book i didn't think, i mean yeah i didn't seem to feel any pain for the characters at all it kind of just moved along you kind of just didn't saw it i don't know there was no climax either the, the movie kind of just ended without any kind of yeah. resolution it just kind of just boom and there was no um there's no heightened like sense of the film no no art yeah, I mean, that's really how all the Harry Potter films end, though, don't they? There has to be a lot more tension involved, especially in the 6th and 7th. Well, uh, guys, come on. Yeah. Think, think about, go back to the movies. Think about think about our favorite, you know, the uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban. It ends with Harry riding a broom. That's a great ending, right? No, no. I, mean, I hope you guys can all hear the sarcasm in my voice. It's like, I know, you know. Um, talking about the fifth movie. Okay, strictly talk about the fifth movie. All right. Strictly. Strictly. Yeah. Because, Mike, they could get away with it, then. First four, they could get away with flashy finishes and lines. Well, actually, no, no. And I'm not being completely sarcastic. I actually like the way that the third film ended. Not the broom part, but, like, you know, Sirius said goodbye, and everything was nicely closed off and, you know, concluded. And the only reason they really put that broom in there is so he'd have it in the next movie. You know what I mean? Like, plus yeah. it's kind of, it was kind of a funny ending, but you know, it, it was. I think overall, the third movie had a very well done story. Um, it, you know, n- not just the book, but obviously, like they changed so much that like it. It was. I think the third movie is still my favorite, and it's probably I feel is best because as a movie, it moves the story along in such a way that you don't feel kind of bored. Um, I remember watching the fifth movie, and I, don't get me wrong, like I still liked it. I thought it was cool. And seeing it in IMAX 3D was awesome. But literally, when I saw it for the first time, I kind of was, like, at times, looking at my watch going, how long has this movie been? But, I, but, Mikey, I'd say that's because 
the first four were still sort of establishing the uh, sort of plot details, establishing the sort of overall look of the Harry Potter films, whereas like five, six, and seven, everything is so important in sort of wrapping up what's happening, you know, going on, because five, six, and seven really are just a continuation. So they don't have as much creative license to put stuff how they want, because it's, a, it's extremely in-depth how everything works out, how, how the Voldemort-Harry storyline works out. So I think well, no, five, six, I, seven have got to be true to the books. I don't think that's a prop. I don't think that's a good argument because come on, in five we get introduced to Dolores Umbridge and we have her walking down the hall the way you know they want her to do it, and they have that music and she's using her wand to tighten ties and move people away from you know kissing. I and know, I agree, that's, but you know, style, but it, it's but, I don't know. But that style is there because they have to show how evil she, she is. You know, it doesn't matter how they do it. It's like in it's like in Goblet of Fire when the um, when the what's it called the when name Durm came out and cut. <laughs> When the name came out, it's Harry Potter. What? Why is yeah, that's it? Yeah, I can't yeah. can believe it. No, when um <laughs> when Durmstrang and uh, Bobatons came in, they had the creative license to give them to have Bobatons, you know, walking in and going from side to side with those uh, butterflies. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And Durmstrang and, and to um I'm looking at uh, area of them. Yeah, and Durmstrang to come in with those sticks. It just it just gave an, a hint of what those two schools were like and what was going to happen, foreshadowing. But they have the creative license to show what the books say, but. They don't have the creative license to change the direction of what's going on, especially in these last three books when everything is so important. Okay. I think. Here's something interesting. Kyle emailed in via the live feedback form at mugglecast.com slash live. Uh, he's from Chicago. He writes, how about having J.K. Rowling narrate the epilogue? That'd be sweet. <laughs> That'd be sweet. That would be cool. Oh. J.K. Rowling needs a part in these films. I think that's a great way to do it. Well, she's oh. cameo as a photographer or, or something like A photographer? What? Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> uh, Rebecca? I think Andrew should narrate it as Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. What is and your you obsession get... with me and Dan Radcliffe? There's no obsession. I just think <laughs> you're very – it's uncanny how, how, how close you are to him. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah unfortunately, I think you're the only one who believes that. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> another piece of feedback from Rebecca out of L.A. She writes, they didn't show the mirror in Order of the Phoenix, but it's extremely important in the final book. How will they cover that in the final movie? I think that's a good point. That is interesting. Oh, well. I don't know. It, I mean, there are small things that could have been problems but aren't problems. Like um, with Cho telling everyone – sorry, I'm ratting on the – on Dumbledore's army. That could have been a problem if she had a bigger part, but I assume Joe cleared it, because I don't see why you'd change that, to, to be honest, except for the sake of brevity, to, so you didn't have to introduce Marietta and all that kind of stuff, but it just seems that could potentially create a lot of problems. I yeah. Just, because you've got to show that she's remorseful, and that's why she comes back at the end of Deathly Hallows to fight, but it just seems like Cho, I don't think Cho would do that. Hmm. But I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Lexi, says, Lexi says that Joe could play. Sorry, not Lexi. Uh, Camillo says that Joe could play one of the wedding guests in Deathly Hallows, which that's an idea. There's loads <laughs> of extras needed for that. <laughs> Can you imagine Joe playing Aunt Muriel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like having a major. Well, actually, would Aunt Muriel really have like a major part? She does yeah. put like she. Well, she you know she embeds well, the seed. It. Yeah, the she Dumbledore embeds the stuff, seed yeah, of Dumbledore is bad. And so I think Aunt Muriel is probably a very pivotal character, especially because, like, if it wasn't for her, Harry wouldn't have this really major doubt because he doesn't trust Rita Skeeter already. And, well, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you wouldn't believe it. But then Aunt Muriel says it, and she has inside information and, like, 
all this different stuff to where it's like now like that seed of doubt that is driving Harry to find out what's going on and you know really kind of know more about you know Dumbledore uh, yeah. is all put through her and and I think because she's so important, Joe should take that role. I, I really think. Who who better to to give us the information about Dumbledore than Joe herself? <laughs> I hope, really. I, this could push the movie to an NC-17, 18 sort of rating. So if I, I want to see Zelda Bagshot collapse and the snake come out of her neck, how awesome would that be? Why is that? I don't. Why would that give it an NC-17 rating? Though? I, well, uh, I don't know many children who would gain delight of seeing a person's body completely crumple beneath them, the neck open up, and a huge python come out. But perhaps well, I just left the other <laughs> Huge python. Remember we huge met that guy who had a python when we were on uh, tour? No. Mikey, I thought I was expecting him to come downstairs like an eight-foot one carried by his housemates and him, not like a baby around his neck. <laughs> I know. I was yeah. so disappointed. I was like, "Oh my god, he's got a big old python!" Let's see yeah. it. And it was just like it was like you know a foot and a half long. It was just like, yeah. wow. okay, that's cool." There's um something else. Well, while we're on the subject of ratings, what what do you think? Th- I mean, <laughs> seems like a stupid question, but I think it should be seriously considered. What kind of rating should they be aiming for? Why not make it R? I say. Well, because they're Sorry, abandoning the that. demographic, aren't they? Um, if they do that, you yeah. Get. But say, say a Harry Potter film is rated R because of how gory and nasty it can get with all the killing and stuff, especially at the end. Yeah. As well, a parent, um, I I don't see why you wouldn't take your son or you wouldn't um, you wouldn't take your son or daughter to see if it's the Harry Potter series. It's just it gets it, gruesome it, it, then. It depends on quite well, a few things. I mean, I think cinema sort of grosses would go down, but then people would still watch it just on DVD, on TV, and TV and stuff. But it, it just depends if they want to stay true to the books or if they want to please their you know, demographic and get the Harry Potter movies marketed as children's. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know also, also Personally, you know, okay. I, well, hold on one second. A point here yeah. is everyone that's listening today, I pretty much think anyone that's listening today, by the time Deathly Hollows the movie comes out, you may not be 17, but you're well in the range of being able to see Rated R, but then you're like 16. That's true. You're, that's very true. You know I mean, everybody that's listening today, by the time that comes out, I'm pretty sure. And I'm not taking – I don't really know how many 11-year-olds or you know, really, really young kids listen to the show. Um, yeah, but, and um, I might be completely wrong, but definitely I think you know, if it was Rated R, majority of the people that are listening today that grew up with Harry Potter would still be able to go see it. Abby brings up a, a valid point that I would make the movie no longer a children's movie, and Joe probably wouldn't like that because she admit, you know, although Harry Potter is for all ages because you can read it, she they are marketed and she writes them as children's books, and they teach things to children. The themes in there are designed to you know help your development and your your uh, sort of you know uh, childhood and stuff like that. I've always thought that I I know what, what this person is saying in that. It wouldn't be a children's movie, and might change the direction that Joe wants to take it. And I guess she has the veto. Yeah, I, I was just starting it for argument's sake, but I agree. <laughs> It'll just be PG thirteen. And as someone points out in the feedback, let's see, that was uh, Emma from Sweden. They'd rather, she says, they'd rather remove the scary scenes than make it R rated. They would lose so much money. Yeah, probably is true. Too yeah, true. I also think that that a lot of times in movies, sometimes the things they don't show. It is kind of scarier than when they actually show it, you know, because it needs your imagination. Yeah. Like, like, can you imagine, like, Harry going to the, to, uh, cross station and you hear this wailing, like, baby, but you never, you only see, like, kind of like a blur. You never, you never actually see the disformed figure that you're, like, dreading to see, but you hear it and it's just such, like, a wretched, you know, 
sound that you're like, oh my gosh, this thing must be absolutely hideous and scary. Like, looking. I, I don't know if you guys have seen. I don't know if you guys have seen like, like the Alien movies, but if you if you uh, if you watch the Alien, movies, the original ones, you barely see the aliens at all, and they're so scary. And then towards the end, like on the, on the later Alien movies, like Alien Alien Three, you start actually seeing the aliens, and it's, it's not very scary because you know exactly what you're seeing. Oh uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah, that's interesting. That's well, it's kind of like Jaws, even too. Jaws is actually, if you watch that, it's a scary movie. You know what I mean? Like, and you yeah. never see the shark. You see the death of the, you know, yeah. the death of the people yeah. and stuff like that. You don't see the length and the size of the shark until he says, "We're going to need a bigger boat." Yeah, and it's just like, and it's like, it, but you got to remember that this is also a movie that you know literally made people not go into the water and oceans for a long time. So I agree with Brandon. If you yes. don't see something and it's left up to your imagination, it can be absolutely terrifying. So, mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, what else do we want to add about this? <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to to see how they close the entire thing because it it is a completely different movie to every other one. Just because they can't fix stuff in later movies, they can't change stuff, they can't explain stuff, so it all has to come out there. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting the angle they put on it. Whether they're going to go for a you know a sort of build up and then a climactic end, or if they're just going to go through it. Uh, chronologically go through everything in the book and just end it like Joe wanted. And the, the epilogue as well. What is going to happen with that? Yeah. I know they do like like endings just like in the end of Lord of the Rings where it's just like like every single story has a little ending. Yeah, they just close everything. That'd be kind of cool. Celia from Alabama writes, The books are not written for children. J.K. Rowling has said herself that she doesn't write the books just for children. They're for everyone. Deathly Hallows is not a children's book in any shape or form. Yes, but they would still lose a, mo- a lot of money on yeah. uh, that front. Oh, you know what? And uh, as much as you want to think that it's it's not only about money, it, it really is something for making the movie for the art. I don't think they're making it for for the money for the most yeah. part. I mean, you yeah, know, it's a big film. Uh, Julia from Texas, actually, I'm, re- I'm reading the emails right now. She just said the seventh book shows people dead. There's no blood because it's magic. So because you know, there's no blood, no gore like that in that sense. Um, I think them getting an R rating would be really hard because the yeah, things they would have true. to emphasize to get an R rating would be Mikey, really, Mikey, really pretty bad. Mikey, if they made 300 with uh, with no blood and just magic, it wouldn't be as you know gory as it actually is. You know? Yeah, he, it'd be like kill uh, people with magic. Yeah, I guess. I, I, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Here's a good idea from Susan in New York. She writes, they can show a silhouette of the snake coming out of Backshot and Harry's terrified face. Like on the wall. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. very good. Huh? That would be very good. Yeah. And... I want to say, Andrew, the vegetable for this hour, quickly now, before I forget, okay. is beetroot. I hope you're keeping track of all these. I am keeping a track. Beetroot for four hours. Are you going to eat something for... Uh... No, no, no. It's, uh, it's to check if people... Are listening for all 12 hours, we're saying a vegetable for each hour, and the first person to email in at the end with a, a list in chronological order of every vegetable wins a special prize. I'm seriously ordering pizza in another couple of hours. Can do it live Wait, on the you know, air. I think I want to order pizza right now. Right now? Well, Can it's, you pepperoni? it's noon for me. It's 12.46 and I haven't had <laughs> breakfast yet, so... Aww. I, no, I, like, when I, I, said, I, I literally woke up, I kid you not, and came straight here so I can join you guys. Oh, that's so sweet. That's dedication for you. Like, I, I really am, like, looking at my, my door in my bedroom, kind of like, I kind of want to go to the kitchen and see what food I have. <laughs> but I'm like, if I order pizza, I'll have fresh, you know, hot food. Uh-huh. And I can discuss, you know, what type of pizza I'm going to order. And 
Because personally, I'm a fan of Pizza Hut right now. They have that dip and strip pizza. So do it. That would be entertaining. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That would be entertaining, huh? No? No, it would be. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, serious about calling in a couple hours. Um, let's see. I'm going to order online since we're online right oh, now. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, let's talk oh, about. But we can't hear that. No, we can't, but we can. he can narrate it for us or something. Okay. But um, one thing that we've been considering doing with MuggleCast is. I'm going to get tons of complaints about this. Turning it into more of an entertainment podcast. And the, the first step would be um, – I, well, the first step I think would be in the right direction would be talking more about movies in general. Uh, besides just the Harry Potter films, talking more – maybe like reviewing movies, maybe talking about the latest news in some yeah. industries. But um, so – Huh? Not for a while. Well, I say not for a while, but we want to. Obviously, we can't talk about Harry Potter forever, forever, but we don't want to stop the show, do we? So it's more like trying trying to, to continue what we're doing without <laughs> ending it completely. Right. So uh, one thing I wanted to talk about right now, since we're on the unless anything, did anyone want to bring up anything else about the final film? Deathly Hollows, dance, ha- dance, ha- uh, hands down, best film ever. <laughs> Dan. Dan, I can't, I can't saying damn, I, had, I couldn't yeah. see. Hands down, yeah. best film ever. Right? That's an Emerson right. Sparks quote. Emerson Sparks, everybody. From Goblet of Fire. So, we're getting feedback now. Come on, come on, Brandon and Tyler. What are you doing? What, what, what do you want from us? I, you guys should get a headset and just like, uh, whoa, share it. You guys should each share it for like one earbud. In and, uh, That's probably what they're doing. Oh, uh, I don't know. Is uh, it? Okay. I don't know. Whatever. I was just messing with you. Um, so, so other movies. Do you guys want to talk about other movies? Jamie? We, we may as well. We've got... Nine hours to go. Let's talk about a few. Well, we're we're gonna take a break in a little bit because then we have a pretty good interview coming up. But well, I, uh, what? Good, Brandon. What's up? Did you say something? No. Um, I mean, oh, god, Jamie. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm really confused. Um, I was I had a kind of indie sort of uh, mind change going soon. And if anyone knows Play.com, I went on there and had a sort of DVD ordering session and ordered a load of sort of independent movies. And I ordered, um, now thinking about it, I can't remember them, Gross Point Blank with John Cusack. Very good. Buffalo 66, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard very, very good things about it. Um, My Own Private Idaho with River Phoenix, which is a very, very, very good movie. Gus Van Sant, I would like to see him do Deathly Hallows, but I don't think that's going to happen somehow. Um, What else did I order? Uh, One sec, one sec, stay online. Stay online? We were going to close. We're going to shut down. Um, one movie I saw lately was um, Hairspray. Anyone I saw that? that. Yeah. Mikey, I saw it with you. Yeah. Which movie? We saw it with Mace, too. Saw it with Mason. Mason uh, couldn't... Mason, well, you tried... We talked Mason into it. Mason didn't really end up liking it very much. Mikey, you've seen it, like, what? How many times? Twice now. Which movie? I'm kind of embarrassed to say I've seen it three times. Have you really? Yeah. The only I've only paid to see it once. I saw an event <laughs> like months and a half before it came out. Uh, well, it, it's a good movie, and I well, must say, uh, hairspray. hairspray. You guys got to remember, it's got Christopher Walken dancing and singing. It's Christopher Walken. Yeah, come on. Yeah. John Travolta dresses a girl. Like, can you imagine John Travolta's like resume? It's like I did Grease, and now I did Hairspray. hairspray I was like yeah. a young hot stud in one movie, and I'm. An elderly fat lady in the other. That's <laughs> such an awesome like contrast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, he's a versatile actor, I guess. Brandon, did you say you saw it? One thing. Yeah, I actually saw it thirteen times. I'm a huge fan. 
<laughs> on what? Oh. Um, I, I actually actually dress up as most of the characters um, going to the shows and waiting in line. It's it's a great time. Really? That's cool. What a loser. You saw it 13 times? Wow. Loser. You're a jerk, you know that? Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> doofus. Um, oh, yeah. coming out. Hey, but I guess uh, we'll take some calls now if uh, anyone's interested in adding some input to their uh, to our movie discussion. Maybe uh, let's keep it Harry Potter uh, related right now. And let's see. Unless you like a really cool movie and you want to talk about that. Yeah, let's take a call from Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hello? Hi. Hey, uh, turn your feedback Hello? down. So, hi. Turn your feedback down. So, uh, the thing. Yeah, turn your... Yeah, yeah, turn your volume down so we don't hear ourselves. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, it's I'm trying to turn it off. Okay, is it better now? Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, better. Yeah. So what's going on? Um, nothing, but I was wondering, um, uh, for the Pickle Star Listener Challenge last week, did you get my hairspray one? Did I get your hairspray one? I made one, like, about hairspray. With no, hairspray. I... I can't say I did. Um, maybe oh. you want to make sure you email it to andrewstaff.mugglenet.com. Send it again. Um, and, um, sorry for this again, but my friends want me to shout out Spot. Okay. I have no idea what that means. Um, okay, well, yeah, I, I'll, I'll look for it in a little bit, okay? Um, hello? Hi. <laughs> Oh, it's dying. Ah, oh, we lost the call. Um, here, let me get uh, another person in here. Lucas, welcome back. Yeah, hi. Hey. Uh, I remember what I was going to say earlier. Ah, oh, it's a miracle. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, you guys should submit the link to Dig like you did when you uh, had the live reading. The live... Uh, yeah, that's a good idea, but um, Ustream is already crashing with the amount of people we have on it right now, so... Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. You can submit it. Go for it. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, put, I'll post the link in the chat. Then we'll get all the Harry Potter haters on Dig, including Kevin Kevin Rose included. Yeah. And um <laughs> and then it'll get right off Dig. Well yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, bye. Okay. Uh, you can friend me on Dig. No, nobody wants to friend you on Dig. No one wants to friend uh, me in general. It makes me sad. Hi Abby. Hi. Hi. You have anything to add to our discussion today? Yeah, um, I actually just wanted to say that um, my friend and I were listening to you talk about J.K. Rowling being in the seventh movie. Yeah. And we think she would be a wonderful woman to play Draco's wife. Draco's wife? <laughs> <laughs> what? Does Draco go for that kind of woman? <laughs> well, I think it would be funny to watch. It would Maybe. be funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh, hey guys, I'm actually getting a uh, head out with Tyler talking. Okay. Um, I have to go to a concert. It was a blast. Cool. Thanks for coming on. Blast. Bye, Brandon. Bye, Tyler. Bye, guys. guys. Oh, I think Brandon's. Oh, Brandon's staying. I'm still here for a little bit. Oh. If you guys Tyler. can let me on. Yeah. Oh, I love you, Brandon. You're welcome to stay. Definitely. <laughs> cool. Uh, speaking of show-offs, Cole's back. Hi. <laughs> What's um? What's going on? What, do you have anything to add here? Well, um, I was just saying, I was thinking, like, I know I heard you before. I had to go for a little bit, but I'm back. I heard you talking before about the seventh movie being, like, four hours. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, it has to be at least three hours or I'm going to get mad. Right. Yeah. It, sh- it should be. I, I agree. Uh, nobody wants to, you know, 
build up all this hype to the final film, and then, you know, we're all looking forward to it. It's the last time, it's the last time we're going to be able to go see the Harry Potter film. And then, um, then it's short, and we're out of there yeah, in a couple hours. Yeah, like a half-an-hour movie. It's like, yeah. what? Well, I don't think that, that'd be pushing Yeah, it, but... that would just be bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're, maybe we can start up a petition, like, like what happens every year with a new film. Yeah. Petition to WB to, uh, uh make the movie longer. Yeah, seven-hour movie. That yeah. Would be yeah. And then people ask us to post those on MuggleNet, and we're like, it's not going to make a difference, so... <laughs> no, no difference at all. Yeah. I, I think it might, trying. though, Andrew, seriously. Why? Uh, no, it won't. I'm, I'm just picking on you. Really? Like, they're going to do what they want to do regardless. Yeah. It, it, all, it all comes down to the money, Money, really. Like, that's what the industry is based on. Yeah. And if, if they can make more money by making it short, so that way there's more times that the movie can play in theaters, which that's why a lot of theaters like short films. Yeah. Um... Yeah, they're gonna do that, and it's not that you know they don't want to make it longer, but you know, having movies the length of Lord of the Rings is just really not you know that good is true, for them. Yeah. But then again, you gotta think about it, all those really long movies, the big epic ones like Titanic, Lord of the Rings, they all do really well. So they should. Yeah. You know, then huh? Yeah. <laughs> what movie? Lawrence Lawrence of Arabia. Twelve you know. and a half hours of that one. <laughs> um, how about uh, Roots? Mason, you ever see Roots? Mason's joining us now. That was on television, hey, dude. It was on TV, but it's also now available on DVD. Yeah. Uh, yeah Kunta Kente. Kunta Kente. <laughs> Your name is Toby. That's such uh, a great movie. Yeah. Right, TV special. Yeah. Thing. I love Roots. Mikey, here's a, uh, here's, here's a bit of trivia for you. What's the longest film ever created? Longest movie ever? Oh, Weighing geez, in I... at, at, I think, 85 hours. I have no clue. He... Should I Google search it and pretend like I know it? Or yeah, do, want... do that, do that, do that. Okay. Wait, wait, Don't tell wait, wait. anyone. Was the question the longest movie ever? Yeah. Oh, I, I have no idea, but I, actually, I know the, um, the longest movie... Oh, there it is. One... I found it. The longest movie in one... is called Russian Ark. It's it's one shot the whole movie. There's one shot of the entire movie. Damn. Wow. entire movie wow. is one shot. They cover over five in the film, and it's, it's yeah, it's one shot. And it's all... It's, there's, like, thousands of extras in it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, see, there's That's a list fair. of, uh... On Wikipedia, it's wikipedia.org slash wiki slash list underscore of underscore longest <laughs> underscore films underscore by underscore running underscore time. Oh, and it's I got that. Hours. I got all that. Yeah, it's the burning of the Red Lotus Temple. No, 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 it's not. It's Cure for Insomnia. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys fight it out. Thanks, Cole, for calling. I could take right. you any day, Mikey. Any day. Any day. Wikipedia has never been wrong to me, Jamie. It's never That's been very wrong. True. It can't be wrong. It only tells it's- the truth. If Wikipedia only tells the truth. Everyone oh, actually, no, you're right. Experimental film. Ah, I, I didn't look at the bottom. I, I, I said the answer before. So Jamie is right. It's called Cure for Insomnia. It's 87 hours long, released in 1987. Very good. Anyone, why don't we do that? We should podcast, and everyone watches that movie at the same time. Uh, yeah, we, we, should start, we should all start watching Goblet of Fire and do a commentary of it live. Um. We, with live listener feedback. <laughs> That's, That's unique. Idea. One more call and then we'll take a break. Hi, oh. Sarah. Hey. Hi. Hi. Uh... Um, I was just... Go ahead. Hi, um, I was just wondering... Um, you kept talking about the seventh movie, but I was just wondering because the sixth movie is almost over and I was almost coming out. And um, I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on that. And I know we got some news about... Um, Dan said about how slow... Horn about how he was kind of a comedic character, and I was wondering what you guys thought about that. Um, well, okay, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, Dan actually said this the other day because they've they've done a read through already. They've done a read through of the script, the whole cast, 
And apparently, Slughorn is going to be, like she said, a funny character, but then he will have his dark moments. Um, oh, I was sad. I, I didn't want Sarah to go, because I wanted to ask her. Oh, I'm sorry. Could, uh, I wanted her to do a Mikey B, but I guess... Why? What, next... is, does she do it or something? No, I just thought it would have been funny, because I, I just thought of it right now while I was like actually paying attention. I mean, <laughs> I'm always paying attention, I'm I always paying attention but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could hey, you, Mikey? please? Yeah, please. Okay. One. Mikey B! Yeah! <laughs> there you go. It, it, it cheers me up. You know, I, I instantly get tra- transported to different places in the world with this yep. Mikey stuff, so it's nice. But yeah. You mustn't abuse it. It's very important to only call it in dire need. Yeah, so, you know, when, when you have, you know, when you're stranded there, or if you, like, need a penny because, like, you're, you're buying something and you have no extra change, you just need one penny, exactly. just go, Mikey B, and I'll be there. I'm like, here's a penny. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or it works. Most importantly, if you're in the Apple store and they're screwing you around, you don't know what to do. You're stuck. They're all ganging up on you. You just think Mikey B, and you'll be out of there with a free iMac, a free MacBook, and five free iPods. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Not true at all. Please don't. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Jamie, you said too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stop that. Jamie, no. Um... <laughs> so, um, so anyway, Half-Blood Prince film. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Slughorn, because that's a very important new character. But I feel like that whole beginning... When Dumbledore goes, uh, when Dumbledore brings Harry to go visit Slughorn, I have a feeling something like that would be a good candidate uh, to be cut out. You want it to be cut out? No, no, no. Oh. I no, I could see it being cut out though. That beginning, because because oh. I don't see that as being. That's like the introduction though. Like it's you can't a... have the because that's like a great introduction where they poke him as he's a big fluffy couch. Like you can't have yeah. you know him come in halfway through the feast with you know in the rain and go. Oh, and they'll throw a spell at the ceiling. He can't do that. He's Slughorn. Come on. But, He's like, I want pineapple. But how many films, how many Harry Potter films have there been where the intro of the book is the same as the intro of the movie? Not many. Uh, I yeah, can't yeah. think of one. Um, so, uh, well, any other no, thoughts? No, I could think of what? one. Maybe the, I'm probably the wrong. One, the first one? Okay. The first one. And that's it, though, honestly. That's, that's it. Or is there more? Well, actually, no. The first one, the beginning is actually, isn't it Vernon going to work? Yeah, never mind. The book, the yeah, and the book yeah, is Vernon Never mind, yeah, never mind. The first one's totally not like the, the book. But at least it's before Hogwarts. There's a scene before Hogwarts. Yeah. I guess that has to be a setup in the first movie. Because, um, you know, he's a baby and he has a lightning bolt scar. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Um, it's just there's never been a true-to-the-book opening. Uh, so that's sort of why I can see that happening. And also I think there's just going to be a lot of focus on the end of Half-Blood Friends, as there is really with every movie, just with... Um, going into the cave, Dumbledore's death, all that. So, um, anything else to add about Half Blood Prince? No, uh, I like Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, thank you so much for being on. Uh, you want to come on a little later on if you're available, or do you have a life? Uh, no, definitely. Um, I actually talked about uh, maybe me and Alex can come together. Okay, yeah, definitely, definitely. Right now. This awesome, awesome guys. Thanks so much for having me on. It was great. No problem, buddy. Fightevilreadbooks.com. Brandon's the, uh... Brandon, what, what do you describe yourself as? The you man? Know, like you're... <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, Brandon is the man. He's just awesome. That's what his business card says. Basically, basically, uh, I've been summed up in a newspaper. I'm not sure which newspaper it was, but, um, you know, they said Alex Carpenter, lead man, Father Nicholas bassist, Toby, drummer, Brandon Nicholas... Driver, merch boy, slash homeboy. <laughs> yeah, slash home. Hey, Brandon, can I get a slash homeboy added to my name too? Mikey B definitely. slash homeboy. Okay, I want to be a slash friend. Slash homeboy. Slash, yeah, definitely, for sure. 
Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, Brandon, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we'll have you on a little, little later on when we're, like, dying for content. Bye, guys. All right. All right, thanks. See ya. And uh, with that, we're going to take a short break. Coming up, I'm really, really, really excited about this. We have a live interview with the two creators of the Hedwig's theme, uh, what we've been calling the uh, cr- Crackpot Hedwig's theme. That is coming up. That is coming up uh, after this break. You're listening to MuggleCast Live. Whoa. Whoa. Hello. Play music. Go music. Ooh, I like this song. Time. I'm having a ball Don't stop me now If you wanna have a good time 